Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Meat Bucket mini-series, appetizer-sized episode spotlighting local restaurants and discussing food scene news. I'm your host, Nick Macero. Today is Tuesday, August 17th, and we've got a quick interview for you with Autumn Spittler, the owner and sole proprietor of Autumn Sweet Shop, a new spot for baked goodies out in Old Town East. I got together with Autumn yesterday, really enjoyed the hour or so that we spent together As you'll hear, she's got a load of experience working with some of the best bakeries in Columbus, and she shares a few tips that could up your cookie game this fall. Before we play that interview, I am happy to report that we officially have a new sponsor for the mini-series, Pop Menu. P-O-P, as in soda pop, menu, one word. For our listeners who do not own or work in a restaurant, I encourage you to hop on your favorite restaurant's website and check out how helpful it is. What does the menu look like? Are there any pictures of the food? Can you see reviews from other guests? How about the online ordering process? Is that easy? If it isn't a great experience, please let me know. Fire a DM to our Instagram at The Meat Bucket. I'll personally reach out and see if we can get them some help. If you're listening and you do own or work in a restaurant, then pay close attention here. The heart of every restaurant is the menu, but most are still serving up PDFs through their website. Enter Pop Menu, the restaurant technology tool designed to attract and engage guests. Pop Menu gives you control over your brand story while providing tools to market to your customers and collect information to invite them back in. So whether it's to create a seamless online experience or to consolidate tools, it's time for technology to start serving restaurants. There are special discounts available, so contact me to learn more. Request a demo today with the link in our show notes, all capital letters. There's a hyperlink, request demo, click there, schedule some time with me. We'll go over what pop menu can do for you, or you can send me a DM again through Instagram at the meat bucket. My name is Autumn Spittler. Autumn Spittler. Well, welcome to the Meat Bucket Podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. It's good to be here. So why don't we start, tell us a little bit about the shop and the building that we're in today and how you got here. So my shop is in the 700 Brighton Road building. Um, it's used to be Impact and now it's this huge office building and they lease out spaces to all different kinds of businesses. Like when I say all kinds of businesses, I really mean that. It's all over the board from nurses to insurance agents and yoga teachers to film developers and photographers, like all different kinds of people. How'd you find your way in here? So the girl that was in the space before me, Isabella, she owns Three Bites Bakery. She was here a couple of days a week, and now she's moving into her own like full cafe kitchen space. Nice. So she had posted on her Instagram story that they were looking for someone to replace her here. So I was like, hmm, let me look at that. Um, and I had actually just bought a house, and my closing costs were about half of what I thought they were going to be, because otherwise I wouldn't have had the startup money for this. It was a pretty sure. low startup cost, but... Um, 
had that not happened, I probably wouldn't be here right now. So everything kind of just fell into place. Well, congratulations on the new home. Thank you so much. That's exciting. And congratulations on the new space here. It's right in the lobby, correct? Yeah, it's right in the lobby. So as soon as you walk into the building, you'll see me. There is like another kind of lobby like on the Parsons side of the building, but this is like the main lobby. So if you come here and you're trying to find me and you don't see anything when you walk in, you're probably in the wrong spot, but it's in the right building, promise. When did you officially break ground and get, get opened here? Um, August 4th was my first day open. Okay. That was two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. So it was about two weeks that I've been here. Uh, so far, so good. So nice. a lot of the people in the building are coming to see me every day. And then um, a couple of places have posted that I'm open. So I've had some traffic from people that live in the area or people that are just like, hey, I want to come out and support a new local business. That is awesome. Love to hear that. Love supporting local. I'm really excited to dive into kind of your background because I was reading that on on your website. And it sounds like you've been baking for a long time and you've worked with some great pastry chefs in the past. And can you just tell us a little bit about your passion for baking and kind of the journey to get here? Yeah. So I started baking with my grandma when I was little. Um, I'd always go over to her house and my favorite thing to make was just the regular chocolate chip cookies. Um, And she actually helped me sign up for my first cake decorating class in Finley, Ohio at this little tiny place called the Sugar Shack. And I don't even know if it's open anymore, but um, that was kind of how I got started with baking. And then I moved to Columbus in 2014 and I started going to Columbus State and I was actually going to go for business. And at my orientation, I was like, oh my gosh, they have a culinary program. I didn't even know they had a culinary program before that. So then I started working at Pistachio Vera for about a year and a half. And where is that? Um, they had a location in the North Market and now they are just in German Village on Third Street. Is it a bakery? Yeah. So that's a bakery. They specialize in macarons and they do a lot of pastries. And then they also have a brunch menu. And then apart from that, I worked at Mellow Boutique Confections. They used to be right beside the North Market downtown. And now they are up by Polaris. So they do like They specialize in confections that don't have like processed ingredients. It's like a lot of all natural stuff. Um, I also wanted to shout out my friend Aaron Klaus that I worked with at Mellow. Um, He's a really talented pastry chef and he taught me a lot of what I know. And he's also been like one of my biggest cheerleaders. He's actually come in every day that I've been open so far and got something from me. And I'm like, so tell me, is this bad? Because you're like a really good pastry chef and I'm always like looking to improve wherever I can. And he's given me a couple little critiques, but overall I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like Aaron Klaus pastry chef approved pastries over here. So, <laughs> Well, shout out Aaron. That is so cool. It's always good to have, uh, you know, a mentor in the space and somebody that can, you know, pump your tires and give you encouragement because launching your own business is not the easiest thing in the world. So uh, that's really cool to hear. And thanks for sharing the story. Sounds like you've got a ton of experience. So what, what are the things that you have really learned, you know, across that journey, you know, related to your pastry and maybe some of the critiques that Aaron has given you or some things that you've learned along the way? What, what are some, 
some things that the listeners could maybe take away from this and implement for their, you know, baking at home that, that you've learned that was like, oh, wow, that really does make a difference. Yeah. So I have a couple of things. Um, for one, I learned in culinary school that when you're baking, you want to class your sugar as a wet ingredient, not a dry ingredient. So when you're mixing stuff together, you want to mix the sugar with like the eggs and the milk as opposed to mixing it in with the flour. So a lot of the times you're going to mix the things separately before you combine them. And something about the science behind it, it just makes it work a lot better. Another thing. Hold on. That is an awesome <laughs> tip. So you're saying put the sugar in with the wet ingredients and then you blend all that first. Do you have to like get the sugar completely dissolved in there first? Is that like the key or? Yeah, it kind of depends on the recipe, but for the most part, like say you're making a cake with butter, sugar, eggs, flour, all the whole nine yards. Um, like you want to whip up the sugar with the butter first and then add in the eggs like one at a time, let it combine. Um, if you kind of just dump everything in together, then it's going, it's not really going to blend together as right. well as you hope it will. And then you want to like slowly add in the dry ingredients. So if you have like your flour and baking soda or baking powder, any kind of powdered ingredients right. that are like dry, um, sprinkle those in a little and like slowly let them combine. No, don't just dump everything together and hope for the best. Like it'll still be good, but it won't be as good as it could be. Gotcha. So can you overdo it on, what is that? Creaming the butter and sugar and eggs together. Can you like overdo that or no? Yeah, you can definitely overdo it. Like if you whip up the butter and sugar for too long, then the butter might melt too much and Mm. then it's not going to be what you want. And the same with the eggs. Like if you whip the eggs too much, you're breaking down the proteins in them and it's just not going to be the right consistency. Interesting. I think that's definitely the issue I've come across because I'm just taking the Toll House recipe, throwing it in the, uh, you know, KitchenAid mixer and letting that ride for probably too long because they didn't really rise. The cookies were like, I don't know. I threw them in there and they just really flattened out. Like the surface area per cookie was way greater than what I anticipated. And I was only using like a, you know, tablespoon of, of the, of the dough. So. Yeah. Also for cookies, if you want, um, your cookies to kind of stay a little fluffier instead of spreading out more after you mix up your dough, you can stick it back in the fridge for a little bit. Mm. Um, and that way if the butter did get a little too melted, then it, gets a chance to solidify and then um when you stick it in the oven by the time that all the butter starts to like melt then the outside layer of the cookie has kind of already um set so then it doesn't spread out as far as if you just mix everything up and then you just throw it in the oven that's awesome that's a great tip thank you what about on the business side did anybody give you some advice you know, as you were getting the storefront launched of things that you wanted to think about that maybe you hadn't thought about otherwise? Um, I don't know if it's stuff that I wouldn't have thought about otherwise, but it's between me thinking these things and other people also telling me these things. Like the first week I was open, I got about three hours of sleep per night because <laughs> I didn't plan my time very efficiently. Um, I'd worked in bakeries before, but I, you know, had never run my own thing full time. And it's a lot different and you when you're doing everything by yourself, you definitely have to plan your time a lot better and it just 
took a little bit for me to be like, hey, like I need to make things ahead of time for the week and not right. the night before, or like every single day making more cookie dough and more croissant dough because it's very time consuming. And um, I can't run on three hours of sleep <laughs> every day for the rest of my life. So right. need to plan more efficiently. So I invested in a double oven at home instead of a single because I do all my baking from home under the Ohio cottage food law. Um, so what, now I'm not asking you to go lawyer on this, but what, <laughs> what does that law entail? So, cause I've talked with some folks that, you know, it took them a while to get the appropriate licenses to be able to open because I think there's a difference pre- preparing like temperature controlled foods at home versus like, you know, maybe just baked goods that can, once you cook them, they're, they're ready to roll. Can you just explain that a little bit? Yeah. So with the cottage food law, that's basically it is if you, if it can sit out at room temperature after you make it, then you're pretty much safe to go. Like that's a very general explanation of that. But if you need to like, say if I was going to serve like egg sandwiches or something, I couldn't do that under the Ohio cottage food law. I would need to get another license. And then also like, I'm not allowed to have any pets in my house and, um, I have certain labeling requirements for my stuff. Like I need to have all the ingredients listed out and all that good stuff available for people when they come to purchase. Gotcha. Was it difficult to get licensed in the first place? No. So the cottage food license is like the easiest thing to get. You actually don't even have to like formally apply for anything. It's just like if the health department comes in and they're like, okay, like, we're here to investigate what this is, what's going on here. Then uh, I would just need to provide them with like the ingredient lists and everything like that. Um, and if they wanted to do an inspection in my home, they could. They don't require that like right off the bat. As opposed to if I got licensed as a home bakery, then they'd have to come in and do the inspection, and everything, which would be totally fine. It just costs a little bit more money. Interesting. What is your favorite thing to bake that's a tough question i get that question a lot it's a really tough question um i think the most satisfying things to bake are the things that are kind of temperamental so if they if like one little thing's wrong it can screw up the whole thing so like macarons for example if you don't mix the batter just right then they're completely screwed if you don't let them sit long enough before you stick them in the oven then they're not going to turn out right the same with croissants. They're very finicky, but I always get so happy when they turn out right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yay. Like the first day that I was baking off everything to bring here and I was like looking in the little oven window and I saw the croissants like looking like amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm geeking out in my oven and my roommate's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, the croissants are looking great. <laughs> that's what's up. That is awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Is there anything else that you'd like to uh, to share with the audience about your journey, about where they can find you, about you know what you're hoping to accomplish moving forward? Yeah, I guess um, I'd invite you to come try my stuff here at 700 Brighton Road. I'm open Wednesdays through Saturdays again, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, I'll let you know when my hours expand. And here soon, I'm going to be starting my fall menu. So I'm working on that. Everyone loves little pumpkin spice everything. Yeah. 
um, some apple cinnamon, some caramel pecan, all the good flavors. So looking forward to that. Keep an eye out. You can follow me on Instagram at Autumn Sweet Shop. Uh, my website is autumnsweetshop.com. Same on Facebook, Autumn Sweet Shop. So if you want to, give me a follow and, and then you can see when all the fall goodies start coming out. And I'll be sure to put links to all of those websites and Instagram handles and Facebooks and everything else in the show notes today. But Autumn, this was fantastic. Thank you so much for sitting down and sharing your story with us. And uh, we look forward to watching you grow. Thank you so much for having me. Frost line, freeze dry, been keeping me away. Three hours, the same line for days and days. Outside, it melts down, sends me on my way. In your eyes, it's been enough time, let it be today. Paperwork and rain And gridlock And tripped up The silly sad Monday In real life Stage fright There's so much more to gain Time, let it be today.